day seven of the bundle. Hey everyone and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well today is day seven of the plant-based bundle and I have one of the most prolific contributors of the bundle. She I think has 12 books in there. Plant-based bundle is not the bundle I'm involved with. I mean I'm involved with it and in that I'm a contributor but it's this wonderful opportunity for you to get over $1,300 worth of ebooks and courses for a mere $50 and if you got just two of Lissa's newest books which the wrap book is just so worth it, it it sells normally for $33. You can sometimes get it with a discount for $21. And the new taco book, those books are almost $50 for just two of Lissa's newest books, but you get hundreds of them, hundreds. And they're just a great value, but it's only good for a few more days because midnight at the 27th of November, you can't get it no more. Well, today we have Lissa and Nate from Raw Food Romance, and they're going to make a raw vegan spice date pie recipe. Yum. Please welcome them to the show. Hello. I call you the bundle, babe, because man, you are just a bundle ball of energy. And how do you have 12 books in a bundle? Tell me. Well, it's between the two of us. I've got seven. Well, I've got six plus the one that I wrote with you, mm. Make It Raw 2, which is in there as well. So together we've got seven and then Nate's got five. He's got his microgreens course. Yeah, the, the Raw Vegan Kitchen Essentials course, the Alive book, which is kind of just going over the power and of, of the power and benefits of sprouts and microgreens. Inside Scoop mm -hmm, and the ice cream book. The ice cream book's in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's everything I have. That's everything <laughs> I have. So I just put it all in there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So 12 things we've got in this bundle, including, like you mentioned, the wrap book and the taco book. We also have party food, which has 50 raw vegan appetizers in it. And then holiday menu one and holiday menu two. We are actually going to be making a recipe from holiday menu one today on the show, the pumpkin spice date pie, which we're excited to share with you. But that's available in holiday menu one. And then holiday menu two, I actually wrote brand new for this bundle. So it's a it's a new con contribution from us. And it's got the uh, quesadilla, the Christmas quesadilla. Mm. It's got the cashew cheese tree for like a veggie plate and it has the avocado raspberry tarts mm. for dessert as well. So, and then you get my checkmate, your cravings video course and the make it raw two book that I wrote with you. So there's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for people that missed out last time and missed your wrap book or didn't don't have your taco book, this would be a great way to get the two new books. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. One of the best ways to get our content for yeah. sure is to get the bundle. Yay. I don't know how you write so many books. It's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> we were driving to Oregon um, over like uh, the fall season in October to visit uh, my sons. And she wrote the holiday menu too. On the drive. Pretty much on the drive. <laughs> so it was like a 12 hour drive and she writes a book. She's like, well, I'm going to finish this book. You're like, incredible she's amazing oh thank you yeah. i just want so many people to have like so many things that are in my mind i want to get it out and, and share so. what's cool about the ho holiday menu is it's time stamped so if you follow yes. it um you'll you'll have your eight course raw vegan dinner ready by 6 p.m mm -hmm. i think you know you do a few things the day before but yeah. that's a really cool thing to have is this time stamp so you know that it's going to be done on time mm -hmm. and of course if you wanted to done at three in the afternoon you just have to adjust wake up earlier yeah <laughs> hey tell us what you did for thanksgiving yes so this year we we usually have friends over but this year because we've been so overwhelmed with a lot of work and we have some other projects that kind of needed some attention so we're like <laughs> and we were coming, we were overcoming a cold yeah we had like a little cold so we're like we just wanted to take the day just to work and catch up on some stuff, but we did have our own little kind of fun little Thanksgiving meal. And we made from the bundle, this recipe is actually also in the bundle. It's from Raw Chef Yin, and she contributed the her Christmas showstoppers. Mm. So if you missed making it for Thanksgiving, grab the bundle now because you'll have all of the recipes for Christmas. 
We made her beat Wellington. Beat Wellington. It was so and we have good. Leftovers. <laughs> it was so good. It was very filling. And Lissa made this. And it turned out just really incredible. Mm, it smells so good. It's hard to see, yeah. but this is the leftovers. So it's basically I mean, that like, looks like a pie. What it, what is the crust made out of? That looks incredible. Yeah. So the crust is sprouted oat mostly. Um, so we have like sprouted oats from one degree. They're a company that makes sprouted oat products. You can get it at Whole Foods or on Amazon. And it's also got some nutritional yeast in it, some almond, um, some psyllium, and miso, I believe. And so, the, yeah, it, it was just brilliant. I was like, wow, that is a smart recipe. And the inside is mainly beet and cauliflower. And there's like a mu mushroom thing that you put on top of it before you wrap it in the pastry. But it's all raw. It's and it, so good. It smells to me. I'm like, I want and some of that. And then the look of it, too. I mean, I never have had a, a regular beef Wellington Um and this one, of course, is raw Look vegan. Look it made. So it's beet Wellington. I know we still <laughs> want all of this left. And we ate basically like close to half of it. So mm, it serves so eight good. to 10 people, the recipe calls for. I know it does smell good. We will have <laughs> this for lunch today. Yeah. Um, it, it was really darn delicious. And of course, it's really fun, too, because it's something that we've never made before. Mm -hmm. so that's always fun to make something new. Yeah. And then Lissa made her stuffing. And this recipe is in... The same uh, ebook that the pie is in. So holiday menu one, like Lissa's Christmas holiday menu. Um, this is the cozy stuffing this that we really made. This is really good. Really good. No bread. Yep. Raw vegan. It's got some almond flour in it. Um, I, I never really was a stuffing fan, but <laughs> this is good. I went back for thirds. <laughs> yes, you did. And I also made this. This recipe isn't anywhere. Um... It's a Brussels sprout mustard. There's some like leftover from last night. But what we did was we took the Brussels sprouts because they look steamed. They look like they've been boiled or steamed, but they haven't. So what we did was we made kind of like a lemon mustard sauce and I chopped up the Brussels sprouts into quarters and I put all the quarters into the sauce in a bowl and I coated them all really nice and put it in the freezer. So the entire bowl with the sauce and everything went in the freezer overnight. And then about three hours before dinner time, I took it out of the freezer, just the whole bowl and everything and put it right in the dehydrator so it could thaw. And the thawing and the marination made it perfect. And when you freeze vegetables like cauliflower or onions and carrots and stuff, it softens the fiber. So it's kind of got this, a similar texture to being steamed or boiled. It's like not easier to chew. It's not as super crunchy. Yeah, but it yeah. definitely had a, a, a texture of like a light steaming. Mm -hmm. It was really, really tasty. Yeah, so that recipe isn't anywhere, but that was kind of how we and made then, it. <laughs> and then we did a massaged kale salad mm -hmm. with like a real simple dressing. We actually got some really, um, really good set of balsamic vinegar and so we used a little bit of that balsamic vinegar on the kale salad and mm -hmm. some lemon juice a little tahini some lemon juice some and some garlic. garlic it was good it's really simple it was just tomatoes chopped tomatoes and, and massaged kale and, and red onion oh yes of course <laughs> red onion <laughs> mm -hmm. but that's what we had for dinner last night and it was just the two of you yeah mm -hmm. yeah wow and you, still, and you still went all out <laughs> We watched a movie called Rocket Man. It's actually my second time seeing it, but Lisa hasn't seen it. It's the story of Elton John. Mm -hmm. uh, so we just, yeah, we just kind of kicked back and watched that movie and had that dinner. And then, of course, I was like, oh, I should have made a dessert. Right. So I made some snickerdoodles from a friend of ours. They have a recipe, some raw vegan snickerdoodles. So mm -hmm. I made a few of those, and we had a little banana ice cream with it for uh, for dessert. Vicky goes, are these the people that did the wraps? You bet, Vicky. These are the, the, <laughs> the rappers. We're the rappers. <laughs> They're yep. the most famous rappers that we know. <laughs> I love uh, it. Oh. But yeah. Well, so yeah, I guess we should get started. Let's on do it. Let's make this. Pie. Let's make this pie. Mm -hmm. So again, for those of you who have purchased the bundle, this is in Lissa's Christmas holiday menu one. 
if you haven't gotten the bundle, link is in the description box below to go grab it. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Let's grab a couple cutting boards here. So what we're going to need is kind of like a pie pan or plate or something. We're using this ceramic pie plate for the crust. Yes. And then here's our recipe. All right. So the crust is going to be... Uh, we're going to start with the, we're going to do it in the food press processor. Yes. So we've got the food processor here. And this recipe is really simple. It's very easy to make. And once we make the crust, we put it in the pan and you have the option of dehydrating it for about an hour. But since we don't have one dehydrated, we're just going to do the pie without dehydrating it. Really, the dehydration process just makes the crust a little bit drier so it's a little more like a crust but this one will just be more moist which is fine <laughs> so first up we got I, I was thinking what i could do is i could bring you guys oh, closer sure. and maybe you can toss the stuff in okay this is calling for grated but it probably oh, yeah, fine chopped up totally so let me get you guys in closer here and we'll see what we have going on for our for our pie fixings Yep. So this is going to be the crust. Mm -hmm. So we've got our carrot. We're going to toss into the food processor. Yeah. We just put the S blade down in there. We've got some dates. We're using five pitted medjool dates. Make sure that they are pitted. Make sure they're pitted. <laughs> and it's always good to make sure they're pitted too, because sometimes you have a date that might be a little moldy. Yeah. So it's nice to, to open them just in case. Then we have half a cup of pecans. And this pie makes like eight to 10 servings. So it's not too bad for fats. If you're just having a small piece, it should be okay. We've got half a cup of walnuts in there as well. And one of the secret ingredients is psyllium husk. So we've got one tablespoon of psyllium husk in here. Look what, at does, all what does psyllium do, Lissa? Because you use that in your wraps. Why is it important um, for recipes, especially raw recipes? Yeah, so psyllium is a really unique and cool ingredient. It's it's the husk of a seed. So for one, it's gluten-free, which is amazing. And for two, it's almost all soluble fiber. It really sucks up a lot of water. And it's food for some of our really important probiotics in our guts. Like, for example, Roseburia bacteria loves to eat the soluble fiber from psyllium and roseburia bacteria is one of the main producers of butyrate in our gut which is anti-inflammatory anti-cancer that kind of thing so psyllium is is a really amazing health food for our gut but also more in the kitchen it's such an incredible binding agent so it kind of binds everything together and it adds that fluffiness that we're looking for when we're doing something like a wrap or the crust so it's not as heavy and Rashaf Yin in the Wellington used psyllium husk as well to create that pastry on the top so it's not super super heavy but it's still got that light fluffiness and pliability because it sucks up a lot of water it's such an amazing ingredient and such an amazing gut food so we like to use psyllium and it's just the husk of a seed so <laughs> there we go look at nice so beautiful. And then we have a couple other things here. Yeah. And then the last ingredient for the crust is miso. Now you can skip this if you want, but we know that crusts, pie crusts, cake crusts, that kind of thing, they always taste better with a little bit of salt. And since we don't like to put actual salt in, we use miso paste instead. But like I said, you can skip this one if you want to. See, I don't think they taste better with salt. I don't know why people say that. Interesting. I've always liked them better with salt, but maybe it's because I'm a savory person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like it better when there's a little salt. But like I said, that's a total optional in ingredient. You don't need it, but it's nice to have in there if you if you are one of those people who like it like that. So here we go. All right. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Why? <laughs> Wiggle it in there and get all the stuff. It's, it's still. Is it? Yeah. 
There's stuff underneath it. Well, I mean, I had it down. I thought it's not all the way down. Okay. Well, here, let's pop it off and show what we can do here. Real life, real life. <laughs> yep, that's so interesting. They have a carrot in a crust recipe, a raw carrot. Let's show what you could do if not. See, let's, let's say you do that on accident. Here, I'll swap with you. Okay. I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> this is sometimes something you might do. You have all the stuff in there and you don't want the blade to pop up. What I do is I'll take and hold the blade so it doesn't pop up. And then you can kind of find, there it is right there. See? Oh, there we go. So, you know, if you do kind of do that, you Sweet. don't have to toss it around. But all right, here we go with the crust. Joyce is what all stainless steel. If you mean an instant pot, for sure. Yes. Look at that. Beautiful. That's a nice pie crust. Yes. Everything is blended quite lovely. A nice orange color with the carrots. Mm -hmm. All right. So come over here and we'll get the pie uh, pan. All right. Look at there. Oh, I'm excited for this. Yes, we're going to have a whole pie to ourselves. <laughs> we wish we could share with you. If you did dehydrate it, how long would you dehydrate it for? For one hour. That's all. Wow. That doesn't. Yeah. The thing is, because especially if you're using a larger pan, like this one, I think is a 10 inch, um, you can make it pretty thin. And I found that like, it's a really, really thin crust. So you don't really need too much time, but you could let it in there for a little longer if you wanted it to be a little more dry. Yes. All right. Now, here, I'll trade you. Okay. <laughs> you can finesse that crust. All right, so this is the part where get to put the crust in and get dirty. <laughs> this is kind of a deep pan too. Yeah, this is the only one that we have. That... I was kind of contemplating using the quiche. Oh, right. The quiche pan. Quiche pan too. Now the reason why we do say to dry it is because it is, you know, pretty sticky when you first start it. But then when you dry it, it gets, you know, it's got that crust kind of consistency on the edge but that's okay I'm, I'm impressed that it can be done in only an hour yeah and I think it's because it's so thin because when I originally made this I only had it in for an hour and I was I was surprised too that was pretty good that it only did an hour I only needed an hour and it's cool in the um in the pie book or in the pie book in the holiday menu book the pie recipe has the timestamps. So if you are making the entire feast, it says when to do this step and when to do the next step and all that. So you have timestamps letting you know when things should be done at what time even. I, I took all the planning that we would do if we were making the holiday feast and I shared it in the meal plan or the menu plan so that others would know exactly when to do things. Because when I plan out a big feast, I plan it backwards from the time that I want it done. And I look at all the different recipes and I check to see how long certain things take. And then I plan it out that way. So I did all the planning for the menu, the way that I would do it if I was making all eight courses. So which is your best-selling book so far? Is it the is it the wrap book? By far the wrap book. Yes, the wrap book is the most popular. 
um, followed by the taco book. And that's one big reason why we put them both in the bundle. But the third bestseller is actually the burger book, um, which is not yeah. in the bundle, but that I one's- I love that book, yeah. Yeah, that one's the, that one would take third place. <laughs> you're, you, you know how like, you know, certain singers like Shania Twain, they say they're crossover artists. They kind of do a little pop, a little country. You're kind of a crossover chef because even though you are personally all raw, your recipes do appeal to people that aren't, whereas, you know, not at all do. Yes, I know. I love that about our recipes. I love mm -hmm. that people from on any diet can enjoy our recipes because it's really about adding more whole raw plants to your diet and you don't have to be all raw to enjoy some of the raw meals and people are loving it i just love seeing people uh, well saying your wraps are a game changer is an understatement because dr goldhammer bought the book and now chef bravo is making them and they even bought a commercial dehydrator no isn't that so I cool love that. i love that so much such an honor. All right. Nice. There we go. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> really nice. There's our pie crust. Mm -hmm. And then good. what you would put in the dehydrator, like just put the whole thing in the dehydrator and let it dry for about an hour. But we're just going to skip that step today. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It'll still, go. it'll still turn out just just perfect. Yeah, it'll be super delicious. This is the oh, feeling right. that's like the best part. <laughs> now we got to cut into that little pumpkin. You know how those little pumpkins are? They're kind of tough. Mm -hmm. Oh, do we have the scale? Um, yeah, yeah, right here. The scale should be there. Okay, so um, I don't have the weights on this one, but it's three. It's three hundred grams of pumpkin that we're gonna put in here. So two cups chopped is approximately approximately 300 grams. And as mentioned in many videos that we've done, the best way is to weigh your ingredients if there is a, a weight in the recipe. So this recipe doesn't have the weight listed, but we wanna make sure that we get the appropriate amount. So we're gonna do 300 grams, but in the wrap book, in the wrap book specifically, there's weights for all the ingredients and there's a big reason why we have the weights. So for anyone who got the bundle or who is getting the bundle and you get the wrap book, please make sure that you use the weights suggested because some of the recipes say call for two onions, for example, and the onions to us might be like massive onions, whereas onions for you might be smaller onions. So when it calls for two onions, we're using a huge amount of onion, but you might be using a smaller amount and it'll create a different amount of batter and you won't get the same consistency or amount of wrap batter to make two full nine tray wraps. So when you're weighing the ingredients, make sure that you chop everything first and then weigh it and then weigh it to what the recipe says within a couple grams. I mean, if you're a couple grams off, it's not at the end of the world. But if it's like 860 grams, you're going to want to make sure that you have 860 grams that goes into the blender. That way you get the exact same recipe that we do without having to guess. Because I've had a lot of people say, it didn't make two trays. And I'm like, how did it not make two trays? But then when I ask, did you weigh the ingredients? They say they didn't. Yeah, it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, it makes a massive difference. Yeah. And it's if they follow your recipe exactly as written using a food scale, which can cost as little as I've seen them for $14 at Bed Bath & Beyond, it will be foolproof. Bed Bath & Beyond, I think they're going out. That's it. Well, I keep getting emails from them. Maybe they're just online or, or, or just any any kind of kitchen store. Or Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're not very much the kitchen scales. Yeah. And you can use them for postage because we have to mail things and sometimes we need to know how much it weighs. Exactly. Yeah. The kitchen scale has been so amazing. We never used to weigh out ingredients for recipes until we made the wraps because yeah. we were just blown away by the size of the onions that we were getting. And I was like, like when we were doing other wraps, we got some different onions and they were a lot smaller. And I was like, this isn't making the same amount that it did before. So when I start, when I really looked into the, the weights, I was so surprised with the difference in weights and it was actually altering the recipe. So super, super important. Yeah, they're cheap. You can use them for other things too. 
And it makes it nice too, because no matter where you are in the world, yeah, because you know, everybody kind of measures a little differently, different countries. A gram is a gram is a gram. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's easier, it's more universal, and people get a better experience too. Um, Vicky says, which wrap should she try first? Ooh, that's Ooh. Good. I'd say whichever one she already has the ingredients in her house for. That's a good one. I also tell people to like skim through, look at every single one of them and choose the one that that you resonate with most in the moment. Because sometimes we'll be like, let's make the V8 wrap. And other times we're like, hey, I'm not really feeling the V8 wrap. Let's make the, the everything bagel one. The everything bagel is kind of our go-to Yeah. because I've got the recipe completely memorized. The weight's completely memorized. And it's it's a pretty easy one to start with. So I do recommend Everything Bagel. What's your favorite wrap? Well, well, here's the thing. Everything can be Everything Bagel that you make if you put that seasoning on. But <laughs> I, I can't remember the name. I like the one with the zucchini. Oh, the pretend pita. I think it's called the pretend pita. Yeah. Yeah. The pretend pita one is a really cool. I really like the two no fish. Yes. We haven't made that one in a while. And Nate's been talking about it. And he's I like, you got to make I it. I to make it. The tuna fish is so good. Mm -hmm. But they're all good. Whichever one you make is going to be awesome. Yeah, exactly. I know it's hard to know which one to start with. The uh, caramelized onion is Oh, really yeah. Yeah, that one's delicious. Yep. That one's good. That one's so good. And I love the one that has red bell pepper and sun-dried tomato in it as well. Mm. The, the pizza one, I think. Yeah. Yep. Pizza one, and there's a Mediterranean meatball one. There's also like a, a spicy pineapple one that's red bell pepper and pineapple. Um, there's the carrot, the sweet carrot raisin one. I really like that one too. And the honey, I love mustard wrap. Those are two of my favorites as well. But it's really cool because, you know, researching a lot of like the gut microbiome science and what some of the doctors are saying, like how to build your microbiome. Cause Nate and I are really kind of, we geek out on the microbiome stuff. And speaking of, we need to order our tests today because yes. Ombre Lab is having a yeah, really big sale. Black Friday sale. So we're going to get our tests for the year. <laughs> we test in January and we test again in July, just to make sure, you know, we're working on our gut and everything's good. But with what I wanted to say was that the resistant starch in sweet potatoes really isn't part of a raw vegan's diet because sweet potatoes, like you cook them, right? So we're like, what could we use in the wraps that's a really good fiber that can hold the wrap together really well? And sweet potatoes are amazing. So you can put those in, you get the resistant starch and you get that amazing fiber that sweet potatoes have and you, and, can't tell. Yeah, you can't tell that they're in there they're so amazing you can use different colors as well like in the wrap book it says light flesh sweet potato and the only reason i say light flesh sweet potato is if you want to have a lighter colored wrap use the light flesh if you want to have different colored wraps you can use different colored uh, sweet potatoes like the orange one or the purple the sweet purple. potato makes it a little bit more purple purple's fun so i ha have one of the wrap recipes is called purple passion which uses uh the purple sweet potato and it turns purple it's super cool tina's saying how do you feel about a high raw diet as opposed to an all raw diet Oh, that's a great question. You I know, think it's, it's better than. It's way better than, right? So I think that everyone is going to choose however much raw they want to eat, depending on so many different factors. Mostly, number one, coming from where their past diet was. If their past diet was like standard North American, low fiber, um, they might need to go really slow going into raw while they build their gut microbiome to be able to handle more amounts of raw fiber. Now, also depends on availability. It depends on your financial status. It depends on um, if you have help or if you don't, or if you have more time or whatever. Everyone's life is so different. So you have to make a choice of how much raw you want to have in your diet. And Nate and I, we're all raw, but we don't expect people to be all raw if they don't want to or I, they can't. I have some steamed broccoli <laughs> from time to time, some steamed carrots. Yeah, once in a while. I goes. personally feel that like for someone to say, come in to adopt a high raw diet, 
where they're eating, you know, maybe 70% of their calories are coming from raw food and the other 30% is from whole food, plant-based, mm -hmm. but cooked. Man, that is just so much better than, than so many other diets out there. Yeah, and it's also better to do high raw and it's, it's really a mindset shift because it's better to do high raw and to focus on all the positive things that you're doing instead of forcing yourself to be all raw and struggling and being fear-based, like scared if you eat anything cooked or whatever, that's actually not as beneficial as doing high raw with a, a calm, sane mind and not worried about the, the small amount of cooked food. Yeah, because stress and guilt yeah. can really play a huge effect into our well-being as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel far too many people get stuck in the need to be perfect, the need to be 100% pure raw or not food combining certain things. And that can actually bring them back to where they started you know like it's like the elastic band like the more strict the more restrictive the more perfection everything that you try you try you try you try it snaps back to the other way and we've seen that happen with so many people where they try so hard to be perfect that they just give up completely instead of falling back on high raw which is so incredibly beneficial like i'd rather see people include some steamed uh, sweet potatoes or quinoa or broccoli or carrots to keep them as high raw as possible as opposed to going all the way back to the diet that they were eating before or to a totally different diet that we won't mention <laughs> but right like we want to make sure that people stay doing the best that they possibly can there it is a whole pumpkin yeah oh you take the whole pumpkin all right let's see how much this weighs we have another little bowl we could use of that. Yes. Can you pass me that plate? Here. Here, this one. Perfect. Okay. Let's see. 234 grams. How many did we need? About 300, but I think that should be fine. A little low. Yeah, that's a little low, but we'll give it a shot. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> For this recipe, it's definitely okay to, to not be super perfect exact. But if it was a wrap recipe, I would recommend getting more pumpkin. If, yes. if this was a wrap recipe. Because right. you really want to make sure that your weights are perfect. Yeah, it should probably be pretty good. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. All right, so what else do we have? We've got other goodies. Ooh, I'll get you guys things. in closer. We can see how this is looking. Look at there, just pure pumpkin. Yeah, so we've got the pumpkin. What else we've got? Then we have, the next ingredient is a quarter cup of shredded coconut. Mm -hmm. You could also use coconut flour if you wanted to. Um, then we have six pitted medjool dates. This is gonna be the bulk next to the pumpkin for calories in here. And then we have a teaspoon of psyllium. Again, this, this binds everything together and it gives it a little bit of a gel-like consistency. Then we have vanilla extract. So this vanilla we got when we were in Bryce Canyon, and it's probably one of our favorite vanillas that we've had. I got the teaspoon. Oh, okay. I'm just it's okay. <laughs> you know, as a chef, sometimes I just like toss things in. <laughs> okay, so it was one teaspoon of vanilla extract. Then we've got an eighth teaspoon of cinnamon. Now for the seasonings. Seasonings, cinnamon we've got uh, in. An eighth teaspoon, that's so low. I put like two tablespoons in in my food. Well, I don't know, maybe it's because it's raw. It, yeah. It's like way more intense. I found that if some recipes, like I have uh, a recipe for like um, an Indian style, kind of masala style recipe. And when I put a quarter teaspoon in, it was overpowered with um, cinnamon. So I was like, oh my, maybe it's because it's raw. It has to be less, but you could certainly put more cinnamon in. Like after you blend it, you can taste it and see if it's, if it needs more. You've got an eighth of nutmeg. It sounds so, I mean, like things like um, cardamom, I'll use an eighth of a teaspoon, but that just sounds like such a small amount of cinnamon for a dessert. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should double it. You want to double it? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna double it. We're using that cinnamon we got from you. It is really a good cinnamon. Good cinnamon. All right. Yeah, it's on special too. It's uh that he has a special. We're gonna have him on uh Sunday for Small Business Sunday. He's got a special on that cinnamon. 
Oh, sweet. Yeah, really sweet. It tastes sweet, doesn't it? Oh, we're missing the anise? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're missing the anise, but that's okay. We've got the allspice in here. Anise or anise? And I call it anise. Is it anise? Could be anise. <laughs> anise is like like the sister of my nephew, anise. Anise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. Oh, that's funny. I wonder maybe it's because of my French. I don't know if we have any. It could be anise in French. <laughs> maybe that's why I say it like that in English. I couldn't find. I looked all over. That's I couldn't great. find it. We're out. It'll still taste amazing. And then we're using a half cup of water, but you can always add more water if you feel you need to. Yes. Okay, let's blend right. this up. And we can blend it up under vacuum. Oh, this isn't the vacuum one. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> we have the two crafts. Oh, it smells good. I know, it smells amazing. So Nate is just going to blend it. I'm gonna blend it over. All right. He's using the tamper. Guys, we have two more shows today. Just so you know, we have Ross Sheffian who created this recipe at 3.45 when she wakes up in Malaysia. And then at two, we have Sexy Fit Vegan, Ella Majors talking about how you can not only stay vegan, but stay healthy during the holidays. So please make sure you come back for both of those shows today. All right. All right. We get to go? Yeah, it's pretty good. Sweet. Okay. Look at there. I'll, I'll get the camera and you can work. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> Maybe a little vanilla ice cream with some of this pie tonight. Look at that mixture. Yeah. Just beautiful. That does look good. It's amazing how you can blend that up without even cooking it. I know. Isn't, isn't that cool? Raw food. Uh, raw foods it's so fun to experiment and i mean i've had my fair share of recipes that sucked <laughs> but when you get when you get it down i mean i've i've made so many wraps that didn't turn out and it was really disappointing so when i found the secret for us to make wraps i was like i have to share this with everybody how did you figure that out lissa so what happened was i pulled my instagram probably about a year and a bit ago and I was like what do you does everybody want to see from me next and it was overwhelming response was for wraps and I was like oh no because I have never been able Same. to make wraps now there's like other wrap recipes out there and I've made a few of them and they just like they're it's really interesting how they end up they either end up like really kind of wavy and curly and crusty on the edges and then, you know, decent on the inside, but then you're cutting off the edges and you're wasting the extra wrap or they don't get done enough or they're too crunchy or crusty. And I've always had issues with them. One of the main things that uh, those recipes would say would be to flip the wrap halfway. Through. Every recipe. Almost every, yeah, every recipe said to flip the wrap. So um when I was making the recipes for the wrap book we were trying different kinds of combinations of stuff and we we're flipping them halfway and we made like I don't even know a full dehydrator probably eight trays worth of wraps and we flipped them all and then when they were ready they were all curly and crumply and I was like this isn't what I wanted sad. it was really sad so one of the days I wanted to take pictures of a finished wrap and I thought well if I let it almost dry at least maybe it'll be more pliable it'll look good for pictures and so i didn't let it dry all the way and the center was still soft even though the edges were hard after flipping it 
uh, when I was rolling the wrap on camera, Nate was filming me, the whole center ripped and I was so disappointed. Oh, I, was so sad. I was like on the verge of tears. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like it kind of like the whole idea of the wrap book was like floating out the window. And I was like, I was kind of frustrated. So what I did, uh, we had like five in the, the dehydrator that we had not flipped yet. We have not flipped them. And I was so stressed out. I was like, I don't even want to deal with those. Let's just leave them in the dehydrator and let them dry. And then we'll deal with it in the morning. So we left them in the dehydrator. We went to bed. And then the next morning when we got up to go check on stuff, they were perfect. I was like, how in the world are they this perfect? They just peeled right off the tray because they were fully dry. And really the secret was not flipping them and leaving them on the tray, not touching them at all until they're fully dry. So in the wrap book, for people who have the bundle or who are buying the bundle, in the wrap book, there is a link to a video that I posted on YouTube. It's private, so only people who have the book can watch it. But it shows you how to know when the wraps are done. Because if you peel it off too early, the center won't be totally finished and then it rips when you wrap it. So you want to make sure that you know exactly when it's fully dry. But that's basically how they came out, came about. Like it was almost like a mistake in a way. Like we just were like, ah, we leave them in the dehydrator and they turned out perfect. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Definitely. And it's so cool too, because they hold up so well for so many days after they're made. Yeah, like up to a week or even two or even longer. I think yeah. I've had a few that are a couple of days longer than two weeks. Yeah, and I mean, I've traveled with them. I've put them in my suitcase. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I have too, as a matter of fact. That is so cool. Isn't that awesome? To be able to have a wrap, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting what we have to do when we want healthy food. You know, we have to do these kinds of things because these sorts of foods aren't available in the stores. And of course, it would be really hard to, to mass produce these and get them in stores and um mm. but that's another thing too that's really fun is just just to showcase like how fast it is i mean it's really like 10 to maybe 15 minutes to blend up the wrap and then you just set it in the dehydrator forget about it you know mm -hmm. i mean of course you set your timer and whatnot but then it's it's ready so it's really not very much time to make the wrapper just like this this is amazing and it's raw and it was really fast and of course i'm sure there's some people out there who are really good with their culinary skills could make it look a little bit better, maybe have a better hand, whatnot, but it's, it's so fun how fast things can be. Mm -hmm. um, Janet has a couple of questions. Did yeah. you cut the outside of the pumpkin off or peel it or just take the seeds out and keep the outside as it comes? You know, I did peel it. Um, so what I did was I cut off the top and I cut it in half and I scraped out all the innards and then I cut it into um, strips and then just used a peeler to strip off the outside layer of the pumpkin. Mm -hmm. I bet you- You probably could totally You probably it. could use yeah. it and that would be a lot easier. <laughs> you know, I mean, cutting up little pumpkins are pretty tricky. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she also wants to know if you were going to dehydrate the crust, what temperature would you do it at? All the temperatures that we dehydrate everything at is 115 degrees Fahrenheit. So we just have our dehydrator set to 115 and everything we put in there gets the same temperature. So it's pretty easy because you don't have to think which temperature, but yeah, um, now that this is finished, um, you could put it in the fridge until dessert time. So you can just keep have a chilled pie. I mean, you could totally eat it with a spoon out of here and you yeah. can cut it. Um, but the chilled one is a little bit easier to cut. Um, but yeah, we got the pie. Nate's making it look a little prettier. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be really tasty. It sure is. Yeah, we didn't have, well, like, well, you made the snickerdoodles last night, but we didn't have a dessert last night. And I was all excited for the show today because we're like, we're going to have our pumpkin pie tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But last night after the dinner, I was like, I'm just wanting something sweet. So those snickerdoodles really came in handy. Mm -hmm. That's what we <laughs> All right, let's show it off here. Check it out. I sprinkled a little more cinnamon on the top. Look That's at that. so Isn't pretty. That I love the way you decorated it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we have these little um, star anise 
an Ennis. <laughs> you could be right. Right. Uh, that we got, um, I got them when I was working at a health food store in Canada and I started taking a lot of food photography. I bought a bag of the stars. So we still have a bunch of them. Yeah. Left. Those are fun. <laughs> yeah. We could have ground that probably. I know. I was thinking about <laughs> grinding some fresh, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that looks so good. Vanilla, vanilla ice cream to go with it. Yep, some vanilla banana ice cream. Mm -hmm. And if you get the bundle, you get the pie recipe from Holiday Menu two, 1, and you get the nice cream book. You get the nice cream book so you can make a nice cream to go with the pie. There's over 100 recipes in that book. Mm -hmm. And the nice creamy book is coming. <laughs> the nice creamy, yes. Yeah, a book that is designated for making banana ice cream, or even so I've got we have some the recipes. machine right here, yeah, right there, next to the deer. There it is. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to put to the right there. So it's we'll, have right some, there. we'll have some banana-free recipes too for that, uh, for the creamy machine, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that'll, so be, that'll be coming in March. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow, guys, this looks delicious. Oh, thank fun? you. A raw pie. Well, you are crushing it with the bundle, that's for sure. So the link to get it from Lisa and Nate is below, as well as this recipe. And I'm telling you, midnight, or actually 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on Monday, November 27th, it's gone, and it won't be back. You can still get her books, of course, but not 12 of them for $50, plus all the other books that are in there that we didn't even talk about today. Exactly. I know there's so much in there. There's a lot. Well, my microgreens course is normally, I've got it priced out at $97. Mm -hmm. So the microgreens course is in there, which is showing you how to grow microgreens, how to sprout, and even how to make ferments. Uh, like sauerkraut and, and uh, kimchi and ferment cucumbers, cucumbers yeah, and carrots, carrots and different things. So that's a hundred dollar course right there in the, in the bundle. Mm -hmm. And you get that in there. Yeah. All of our content that we've contributed together totals about $462 um, regular retail. So even if you were to use our discount code, it, you'd still be paying like three times more than buying them in the bundle. So the bundle is the best way to get our content for 50 bucks. You get all $462 worth of stuff. Video courses, Nate's microgreens, his kitchen essentials course. The, the menu, yeah, the menu, the menu is going to be great. The menu plan, because, you know, of course we've got another couple holidays heading up here mm -hmm. and those are great to have for the holiday, mm -hmm. especially if you're really striving to eat a raw diet you can mm -hmm. make your your full eight course meal and then yeah. of course you know people are going to be wondering hey what is that can, <laughs> exactly. I, taste, can I taste some of that mm -hmm. and Nate's kitchen essentials course is super cool too because he goes over our in the course like he goes over all the stuff we use and everything but he also has a special module going over what we take traveling so we've got, he's got the bin of all the stuff that we take with us traveling. So if anyone's interested in that, that's in the Kitchen Essentials course as well. But you get it all with the bundle for yeah, 50 bucks. That's a streaming deal. Mm -hmm. I know. And then of course there's everybody else's stuff. And I think there's over 130 different things in there. Exactly. I know I've had 30, people. $3,500 worth yeah. of stuff. I've had people message me and say, I had no idea there was yeah. so much in the bundle. And I'm like, wow. yes, you get it all for $50. But you have to download it within the year. Yeah, download so once it. You buy it, download it. Download it right away. Put it in a special folder. You've got it forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the way to go. And it really is nice to be able to have different books to tap into, you know, uh, yeah. if you're looking for recipes. Or maybe you're looking for a yoga program or a, a uh, you know, exercise program. Stuff in there too. Yeah, or meditation. I'm sure there's probably some. I haven't gone through everything this year. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably even some mind mindset stuff in there as well, which is always beneficial as well <laughs> uh flatlander says where did you, where do you get the snickerdoodle recipe you were talking about well the snickerdoodle recipe is from a friend of ours mm -hmm. um and i don't know if they have their i don't think they do yeah and it's it's interesting they were, they were selling it for 99 cents mm -hmm. so i mean i would say just reach out to to me on on instagram or or youtube even um or email and um I'll just send it to you. I don't think that they would mind. Yeah, I don't think they sell it online anymore. I don't. Think I, I have a free one on on um, 
on YouTube and it could be made raw if you use, okay. I guess, because oats can be raw, right? So if they yeah. did it raw. The sprouted oats, I don't know if we have them out available, but one degree makes raw sprouted oats. Here's, so. the, here's the snickerdoodles, the raw snickerdoodles. So it's basically just ground flax, dates, and shredded coconut. That's that's essentially it. And yeah. they're incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so my gosh. Mine are just dates, vanilla powder, and oats, and sign God cinnamon. Ooh, yeah. Nice. That sounds, that sounds much less yeah, fat. Yeah, way less fat. <laughs> yeah, these, these are pretty yeah, cool. I, Yep. Um, when is the bundle sale? It's right now, day seven. It will go till Monday, November 27th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. Then it's gone for good. Janet's saying the bundles are a great deal. I've invested in most of them and so many creative recipes are included. And Flatlander says use an external hard drive to download the bundle. And Donna says that at True North, Chef Bravo made your wraps with extras to hand out. They were dark green with an amazing filling. Unfortunately, those are two weeks. He never made a single wrap. But anyway, I was fasting, but that would have been nice, Ramses. And Donna says, do y'all make any Mexican dishes? Well, as it turns out, Lissa's brand new raw taco book is in the bundle. And I have not made it yet, but I printed out what I like, you know, in, in, in general, I prefer real books to eBooks, but in this case, I, I love being able to print out the recipes. So from Lissa's raw taco book, I'm going to make the low fat carrot crumbles. I'm going to make the nacho sauce and I'm going to make the sunflower seed taco through grounds and I'll be able to make nachos. So good. And the taco book has actually been revised. Um, because we've had the taco book out for I believe like about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been revised. We added some new recipes to it. What we added to it this year, which is really awesome, is the carrot, uh, the fat-free carrot crumbles. Mm -hmm. Um, and then these shells. And the shells. So these are tostada shells, and they are made with corn, basically just corn and some flax to kind of hold them together. They smell amazing. <laughs> and Look we just at that hard shell. Right. So that's really been fun. And we've had these shells in here. Um, I just put this top on, but I don't have it sealed all the way. So it can kind of uh, breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. And these shells are over a month old. And we just had tostadas the night before last night. And they're still delicious. And they're still perfect. They're perfect. They're hard. They hold a lot. We threw jalapeno in there and some other seasonings, a little mm -hmm. lime juice. So, so with yeah, these ones, all those recipes are in there. Yeah. So in there, you get the recipes to make red, gold, and green mm -hmm. taco shells. So what happens is you you blend up in the food processor the taco base. Here's some of the Here's green some other green ones, <laughs> and then you pour it. The key is it has to be an eighth of an inch thick. That is like the absolute most yes. important part. These ones were actually the very first ones that we made. <laughs> And as you can see, if we were to hold these up together, you can see that this one is, I don't know, maybe kind of harder to see, but this one over here is a lot thicker mm -hmm. than this one over here. So it really is nice when they are an eighth inch mm -hmm. thick when you pour them. Yeah. So you want to pour it an eighth of an inch thick and then in a circle, usually around five to six inches round is a great amount. And then you let it dry. There's, there's two sections for the shells. Number one, you let it dry for 10 hours, and then you you gently peel them off the uh, Paraflex or silicone sheet, and then you mold them into the actual taco holder. So when you make the shells, you want to put the soft taco into the holder that you're going to put this entire thing into the dehydrator. And then it really helps to put like a glass jar or something just set it in there mm -hmm. to hold it open, to hold it open because they tend to want to close up. Mm -hmm. And then of course, when they are crispy, you'll break the shell trying to open it. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing that we have found works really well is um, putting it, you know, something in there. It's like a, a spice bottle or an empty uh, mustard, you know, squeeze bottle or something. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make tostadas, then you just skip the molding step and just let them dry for another 10 hours. And then when you peel them off, 
Um, you just let, you can flip them, let the underside dry a little bit because they'll be pretty much fully dry. And then when you take the tostadas out of the dehydrator and the, these shells too, once they're in like the room temperature, they harden up they, really yeah, fast. They harden up. And then we just use these, uh, these are date containers that we would get from Costco and they're a nice like hard shell container. And we just put the top on and this is a great way to travel with them if you are taking them with you. Yeah. They have really, really been another game changer. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, the tostada shells, we just have them <laughs> in this, this Pyrex and there's still a lot in there. There's probably like at least 12 in there. Mm -hmm. Those are really fun. I've actually, I never liked tostadas growing up, but I like these tostadas quite a bit more than, in a way than the taco, because you can fit more on the tostada shell and it's just kind of fun to eat, but there's nothing like, a taco, a crunchy right. taco as crunchy well. Tacos. And of course, before uh, the taco book, it was really just focusing on um, jicama, like really thinly sliced jicama. Mm -hmm. You can actually buy the jicama tortilla kind of, I don't know if they call them jicama tortillas, but um, as well as like lettuce, just using lettuce as the shell. Or cabbage, radicchio, mm -hmm. leaves. And that's really delicious too, is just mm -hmm. having the lettuce as the shell. But there's nothing like the the taco, the hard taco. Crunchy so taco good. is really fun. That's yeah. for sure. I like tostadas better because I don't like to have to turn my head. I know. So. Yeah. And like, there's a trick to, you know, to holding, like you have to like hold your hand, you know, so none of the stuff falls out, but yeah, you have to <laughs> tilt your head. And I know the tostadas, I've been really loving the tostadas. Like I said, though, when I was growing up, I did not like tostada. We would have tostadas and tacos. Uh, for dinner and I'd always go with a taco over a tostada but no. now <laughs> it's pretty much tostada every time sorry I accidentally muted myself I like you I, I like having more Dixie says could you hang those shells upside down over the oven rack you know that's a great um, idea and we have thought about that the only thing is is when you peel the, the 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 tostada let's say or the tortilla when it's done it's slightly moist on the bottom side and it's dry on the top side so naturally you'd want to uh, lay it over the dry side down and have the you know the, the wet side still facing up and you'd need a different mold or you know maybe make smaller shells um, but I, I would give that a shot. I think that's a great idea. But also, if you have it hanging, you would have to have a bigger base because as it hangs, yeah, the side will come hang down. So you'd want to make sure that your base is wide enough because if you hang it on just one wire, it's going to come and like fall, oh, hold in on itself. Like on a rack. If you're going upside down on a rack. Right. Yeah. I but know you, they sell yeah. some taco molds where they are like, you know, just laid over top mm -hmm. and... Um, so that might be something to look into is grabbing some a mold like that. But yeah, mm -hmm. and of course, I mean, you could probably fancy something up, yeah. make something, you know, either out of wire or possibly even wood. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely. That's that's one option. Mm -hmm. yeah. And of course, the tostada shells, like those are the easiest. They're the easiest because yeah. <laughs> you just set it and forget it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, let it dehydrate overnight. Next day, you could peel them and flip them and dehydrate them a little bit but yeah as soon as you pull them out then they just stiffen right up mm -hmm. and that was actually the tostadas was actually another accident yeah we <laughs> forgot i was like oh i forgot to mold them and then we're like well we'll have tostadas and then we're like oh my gosh these are amazing this is a whole new thing like let's put that in the book too yeah so we had to add that it's fun really fun mm -hmm. wow well guys thank you happy pie eating Thank you. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. To and you I want to try that recipe of yours, the snickerdoodle. That sounds really yeah. good. Yeah. You can go. use the sprouted or the raw oats that they have. And it's really easy. And, you, you know, I bake mine for five minutes, not to crunchy, just to get the stickiness off, but you can just make it raw. It's so easy. It takes like two minutes. Hydrate it to get yeah. the sticky off. Right. So oh, what yeah, you could. Yeah. I mean, if you don't mind the sticky, I just don't, because I like to make them and batch make them, you know, they stick together. So I just, yeah, dehydrating would be fantastic. You could even probably roll or, you know, toss some, toss some date sugar on them or something to kind of like make a, you know, to adhere to the stickiness. <laughs> now, what is it again though, Chef AJ? It's just basically oats, dates, vanilla powder, and cinnamon. That's oh, it. And the recipe is on YouTube, so yeah, it's yeah. very good. That and you can also good. use it as a pie crust, too. Ah, mm, there like we go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because these ones here, you know, they're 
there are definitely higher fat coconut and flax. <laughs> and when, yeah. And when yeah. I'm blending it up into the um, Vitamix and using the tamper, like it just turns to like an oil. And when I form them with my hand, my hands are just coated in oil from the mm. coconut and flax. So yeah, it's they're, not, they're, they're not an often thing that we make. <laughs> it seems really just for Thanksgiving, Christmas and, yeah, totally. or for cable. Hey, did you know that you won in Thomas's contest? The you won free vinegar. Did did you know that he talked? You, about yeah, that? you messaged me. I don't know if we continued the the conversation. We were talking about other stuff too, but yes, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Did you did you pick your flavors yet? No. Is it Which ones did we pick? Yeah. Well, he has like thirty flavors, so I mean, you can wow. pick anything: pomegranate. You can do savory, sweet, whatever you like. We got this at a trade show um, this this earlier this year at the Expo West. Look at this really delicious case of balsamics. And they're aged different. I think we've got 8, 15, I don't know, like uh, 20, <laughs> I think this one's 25, 40. and that one, I think, yeah, maybe 30 or 40 years. So, God, you have vinegar almost as old as you. My God, right? <laughs> right? Yes, but yeah, um, send me a message and I'll go pick those flavors. That is so cool that we won some. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna text him. I don't know why he hasn't contacted you yet, but you okay. definitely won. All right. Well, we'll see you guys soon. Um back in December for your regular show, which is the second Tuesday of mm -hmm. the month at 2 p.m. Time for feeling great with Lissa and Nay. We're gonna look forward to episode nine and maybe some Christmas recipes. Yeah, I love so it. We're going to be making raw lasagna yeah. and it's going to be colored yeah. red and green with white. So it'll be definitely Christmas themed. Yeah. <laughs> and delicious. And it'll be delicious. Let's see. Oh, uh, Barbara saying, which dehydrator would you recommend? Oh, so we recommend the Excalibur nine tray. They have like different versions of the nine tray. We use model 3926. TB. It's the black door. She's good. It's, <laughs> I know. I've said it like a hundred million She's times. She's good. Um, but it has the timer. Yeah. It has a 26 hour timer. That's what the two six is for. Two six TB. It's two six, 26 hour timer black. That's yeah. what the, the words are. There's also like a CDB, which is a clear door black. Um, and then they have some with digital displays or whatever, but we like the nine tray. So whichever nine tray. The clear door like. is nice because the black door doesn't have any handles. Mm. So I don't know. It's kind of nice to have the handles, but yeah, the timer I would say is the thing to really look for. That's, that's the most important part. Mm -hmm. And think. the nine tray too. That's funny Cause I don't have the timer on mine cause I went cheap, but I, you mm -hmm. know, I, I just, I mean, I can use a timer, you know? Yeah, for sure. Right. And as long as you're home to turn it off, right. no big deal. Yep. But we like the timer because like if we're doing something like marinated vegetables and we have to go out for groceries or we're going to the gym or whatever, we don't like the marinated vegetables to go longer than like an hour and a half. So we set the timer so that it shuts off so we don't come back to like like crispy. super crispy, hard yeah. <laughs> vegetables. Because yeah. we just like to warm it up a little bit before putting it on our food. But the nine tray is the way to go. It really is. The four tray is smaller. So the trays themselves are smaller. So even yeah. though the dehydrator is smaller, you're getting less space on the trays and you have to get different silicone wraps. Don't they have a five? They have a five tray too, which is the same size mm -hmm. as the uh, trays in the nine tray, a 14 by 14. Mm -hmm. But it's really nice to have that extra space because yes. say like you could put the pie in the bottom and you could be doing a couple other trays at the same time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it definitely is uh, a better investment to just get the nine tray. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also having more space has more airflow. Mm -hmm. So things actually dry a lot better in the bigger dehydrators than they do in the smaller, more right. compact ones because you're filling most of the trays with stuff. So there's not very much space for the airflow to happen, but yeah. Nice. And um, Vicky writes, pat a tostada is please. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's a typo. And Joyce says, is there a way to download all of the offerings at the same time and put them in a file? So unfortunately with the bundle, because there is over 130 different things, 
they don't have the download all button activated because there's just too many things. I mean, you're getting 130 things for 50 bucks. There's just too many things to download all at the same time. So it overloads the bandwidth. It's basically an internet issue. Yeah. So they've deactivated the download all button and you have to do each one individually. But if you really just sit down and click download, quick. Um, maybe like 15 to 20 minutes, That's it'll take thinking. you just click download, put it in a folder. And we recommend, um, as somebody mentioned, external drive or yeah. USB stick, but we also recommend Google drive or Dropbox. Those are great places because if you put all the files in Google drive, you can access your Google drive from any device. Mm -hmm. You just log into your Google drive and you can That's put pretty nice. stuff on your phone or on your computer. Yeah, yeah definitely. Perfect. Well, thanks guys. Enjoy your pie. Thank, thank you. you. We will. Yeah. What are all those? What are all those tomatoes behind Nate going to be used for? We're just, Salads. Yeah, we're just going to eat them. <laughs> Actually, Salads and salsa. You know, Salads and salsa. We got this balsamic over here. There's the Miyoko's mozzarella cheese, and I kind of feel like getting some Miyoko's mozzarella <laughs> cheese. Do some thin slices. Put it on tomato. A little drizzle mm. balsamic. That sounds really. Lay it good. on a bed of arugula. That sounds really good. But, wow. So um, Donna says, I download them separately over a few days and you get to see them all. It was a superb value. And um, let's see. Yeah. They said, please explain. Oh, Vicky says, please explain the difference between a taco and a tostada. Oh, yeah. Okay. So a taco, I mean... There's different kinds of tacos, and and I'm sure you could uh, ask somebody who's more ethnic when it comes to tacos to know exactly what a real taco is, because some people have said an actual taco is like a soft taco, mm -hmm. and then they have different street tacos. These are hard shell tacos. Yeah. So a tostada yeah. is just the shell that is flat. Mm -hmm. And then the top, the hard taco shell is just been, it's just the, you know, it's just been folded. It's yeah. basically this exact same shell that's just been folded. So tostada and, and hard shell, taco. hard shell taco. Yeah. But these are really oh, so good. They're fun to eat because they're like little pizzas. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys. Thank and happy eating. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back in about 45 minutes for Ella Major. She's also in the bundle and she's going to talk about how to stay vegan and healthy during the holidays. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.